It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Past Podcast, presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Floyd Bubble, with me, as always, my co-host, Philip Reagan. We are back here to look at the action from Week 11 uh, outside of the Monday night game, as always, recorded on Monday afternoon. And uh, the Bucks and Giants still to play in that one. You will know the result by the time you listen to this, but uh, we know the result from all the other games in Week 11. And uh, Bill must dive right in, because our game of the week, we probably expected a few more points than we got. Uh, with the Chiefs and the Cowboys uh, was our pick for the game of the week. And uh, it was the Chiefs coming out on top 19-9, to uh, far from the potential shootout, perhaps, that some of us uh, were wanting in that one. Uh, but uh, give the Chiefs credit. They found a way to win here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't allow the Cowboys to score a touchdown. That's uh, that say something for a Chiefs defense that we've talked about how it struggles this season. Yeah, the Chiefs defense has definitely come along pretty well obviously Dallas and their fans will point to the fact obviously they're missing Amari Cooper CD Lamb yeah. goes out of the game they have Zeke get banged up other issues along the offensive line and their defense played well despite missing Demarcus Lawrence obviously Randy Gregory though I mean they just they were able to hold up fine against the Chiefs it's kind of a weird game in terms of Kansas City it's like they keep rolling and they keep winning these games four in a row now they haven't all been pretty last week still against the Raiders probably their best performance even though you'd look at these Packer Cowboy wins think they're so strong but they you know Two, two teams that are a little bit down, but it was just more of a disappointing effort from Dallas's offense. I expected more, even with uh, even with the absence of Amari Cooper. And it just at the end of the day, it feels like some of these teams that started the year really well. Uh, you, you group the Rams in with the Cowboys in this in the sense their offenses played insanely well. It seems like these teams maybe are getting the tape on them. I don't know. It looked like the Chiefs were running some of the routes that the Cowboys had and some of the different concepts that they were going with. So that's the only thing that I think I could think maybe these teams need to kind of adjust back now uh, because, yeah, the Cowboys' defense, it's now two, or offense, it's now two of the last three weeks. Obviously, they blow out the Falcons, but two of the last three weeks where it looks like they are struggling a bit, and it seems like the defenses for those teams uh, did their scouting well. Um, I think Dallas will bounce back fine, but on a short week against the Raiders, they better uh, bring it quickly because, yeah, they just uh, looked a little maybe predictable, a little more predictable than what we've seen, what we've expected from this Cowboys offense has been so fun this year. Well, our betting locks of the week, uh, well, um, at least in my mind, did not turn out very well. Uh, I decided to jump on the Browns bandwagon, and well, what do you know? The Browns are uh, seemingly, <laughs> they win the game, but uh, there's obviously more to that. Uh, Browns went 13-10 to 10 over the Lions. Seems, I mean, they were up 13 nothing at halftime, seemed to be in cruise control, but, um, you know, wasn't that easy uh, based on how the game finished there. Lions still winless, uh, of course, after the game. There's all the stuff with, Baker Mayfield uh, did not play mm-hmm. well. Fans were certainly uh, not quiet about their feelings on him. And, uh, yeah, there's just – the Browns are sitting here. It's, what, 6-5, and five, and it still feels like it's like – there's just disappointment, it, it seems, still with kind of where they're at right now, even though they are at 6-5. and five. But uh, a win's a win, although uh, I let you down on the betting lock this week. Yeah, it was it was brutal. This was a tough game to watch. Tim Boyle played kind of like what we might have expected from Tim Boyle. No, 
uh, you know, great for him to be here, but he didn't exactly put up the best numbers in college to put up a performance that uh, kind of correlated to that. But at the same time, for the you know, given the Browns knew that Detroit was probably going to run the ball a lot, they still gave up a healthy 7.3 yards per carry, obviously boosted by that one long DeAndre Swift touchdown. But a little concerning there, but at the end of the day, they've got the turnovers, got the stops in the red zone they needed. It's more about the offense for the Browns. They ran the ball well. Um, Chubb had a pretty solid game. You know, fantasy owners feeling good outside of the no touchdowns, but man, they just could not finish drives. And yeah, a lot of it, I know Baker's playing hurt. We've We've talked about it a lot, and ever since that week two, you know, this is, there's a reason that Tom Brady and people joke about watching quarterbacks that just stand there after picks. But man, it's just not worth the injuries that can come. And I know, obviously, Baker. How much of it is the injury? How much is him himself? He's obviously battling through it and playing, but man, he just doesn't look like the guy that we saw for large portions of last season. Even I know there's a lot of debate about his uh, if he should be the long term answer at quarterback there for the for the Browns. A lot of fans believe yes, but at the same time, there's uh, you know, do they need to, to work around him to, to get some of the things they want done? I think, obviously, we need to see him healthy to really know because we haven't seen it. But, man, it's uh, yeah, it's about as discouraging of a win as you can get. I know the Lions have played some tough teams well. Man, they have really played that AFC North well. And when you look at it, outside of their blowout loss to the Bengals, they almost beat the Ravens, probably should have beat the Ravens if the clock management goes differently. They they could have won this game. They tie the Steelers. Like, they, man, if you would not have expected of all those teams on their schedule for that AFC, NFC North. Uh, clash this year with those two cross uh, divi- uh, conference uh, matchups. No one would have expected Detroit to be the team that was going to give the AFC North the biggest fight. Yeah, well, Baker versus the fans. That's the big storyline <laughs> moving forward uh, there in Cleveland. Well, you went with the right choice. Uh, the 49ers and the Jags. Niners were six point favorite. They just dominate the Jags 30 to 10. Hill. 30 to 10 here. I mean, this was, I think, pretty much everyone played well for the Niners in this one. Uh, never at any point did you feel like this was. Uh, going to go in the Jags' direction. So a pretty uh, dominant win for the Niners. We always talk about that coast-to-coast mm-hmm. early game. Uh, well, the Niners uh, put that to bed in this one. Yeah, they, they kept the same exact imprint, uh, blueprint, I should say, from the week before against the Rams. They have that crazy 13-minute drive to start the game. I was really hoping it was going to get to a whole quarter. That was going to be really fun. But, no, they they stuck to what worked, and uh, they're just a dominating physical team. And it seems like as teams are getting the tape on each other, and as I mentioned with the Rams and Cowboys, it just feels like with other teams around the league that uh, right now that are the teams that are starting to dominate, it's the teams that can physically impose their will on you that have the, the concepts where it's, it's not just that you know what's coming, you still can't stop it and the Niners yeah they they get really creative with the run game but they're just a physical physical group up front uh, the only my main takeaway was Jimmy missing Jeff Wilson for the wide open touchdown really cost me in one of my fantasy leagues but other than that you know <laughs> you know Jimmy you got to know man you got to know I need you there but no I'm just uh, they, the 49ers are really coming along at the right time really excited for I believe they get the Vikings next week and we're going to get to them in a sec but a matchup that could have huge playoff implications and but at this point I would not want to the San Francisco is on a short list of teams uh, probably with the team we're about to talk about the other team I almost made my betting lock that I just really would not want to play at this time. Yeah, Niners four and one on the road now. Um, so that's also something that you know, good good stat to have this yeah. time of year when you're five and five and four and one on the road. <laughs> so a dominant win uh, there in that one. All right, uh, well, for upsets of the week, and uh, we swung and missed on these as well. Um, I went with the Seahawks to beat the Cardinals. Uh, that did not happen as the Cardinals uh, took care of business there, twenty three to thirteen. Seahawks dropped to three and seven. They're pretty much done for the season uh, it seems and you know that when you already see all the speculation about russell wilson's future or yeah you know just in terms of what he could be doing in seattle 
Um, so Seahawks not been quite a fun season for them there. And you talk about records, they're one at four at home this year. And of course we know with Wilson's injury, mm-hmm. uh, some of that justified, but the Cardinals, uh, the Colt McCoys, they just keep winning <laughs> here and, uh, they moved to nine and two. And I tell you for them to be sitting here at nine and two, uh, they're six and zero on the road without Kyler Murray, you know, recently without DeAndre Hopkins, that's a pretty impressive feat in and of itself. I think this is the second time now I've picked the Cardinals before Kyler's been ruled out. Then I'm like, man, I, this isn't <laughs> yeah. going to go well. And then they still end up winning. Um, yeah, I think this, I, I know when you picked it, Seattle was the underdog. I think they ended up being four and a half point favorites, at least yeah. according to Caesars, by the time it got started. But yeah, Arizona's defense is no joke. And I think the biggest disappointment for Seattle isn't, you know, their, their defense has played better lately, but their offense with Russell Wilson, it's now two weeks of just, I know they've played some good teams, but man. We expect more from that unit. We've come to expect more from from him and from Seattle overall. When when everything's clicking with the talent they have, it's just it's 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 not working. I know Pete Carroll a little uh, more testy than usual after the game. Kind of left his press conference early and said, "I'm done." I don't think I think he meant just with the press conference. But it uh, there's some sentiment that things are going a little bit stale for all the just amazing you know easily the best period of Seahawks football there's ever been and uh, you know there's there's still time to turn it around and not, maybe not this season for the playoffs they still could get in but it's going to be really tough with all the teams ahead of them uh, but just in terms of where they're going to look at moving forward to next season they got to regroup in a big way and on the flip side man the Cardinals this team the strength that you know they, they do lose the game last week and kind of get blown out by Carolina kind of a weird game but I still think the strength of this team um, is the defense and the thing is when Kyler's there man it's it, it's a team that already it doesn't have some of these issues of what i was mentioning a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that they're doing well early in the year it wasn't that they were so unpredictable they were just winning one-to-one matchups a huge matchup based passing game and with the talent they have they know they can get it done so man the cardinals it's, it's a scary scary team that everything's kind of fallen their fallen their way the last few weeks with some of the the losses from other top teams in the nfc they're, they're looking like they have a pretty Solid chance they come into this bye. It's still a long way to go, but that one seed is definitely within their grasp, and it's in their control at this point. Well, you tried, and you almost got the Bears to beat the Ravens, Uh, but uh, Tyler Huntley um, making plays down the stretch, and uh, the Ravens with the comeback win here, 16-13, the go-ahead touchdown. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he he played pretty well here. I mean, obviously for someone that, you know, none of us have seen a lot of just because Lamar Jackson has been in there and, um, and all of that. But I mean, the bears, their offense is still, I think leaves a lot to be desired here. Um, And, you know, for the Ravens, it's a good win because now they're seven and three feeling pretty good about themselves. Of course, based on what's happened elsewhere in uh, the AFC as we'll talk about a couple of those teams in a second. Um, Nice win here for the Ravens, just to be able to, to find a way to actually win this game without Lamar Jackson. That's been the story of their season. This team, I mean, there's a lot of rhetoric about the luck that they've had with some of the wins they've had. As we've and we've talked about all the close games they've be, beaten teams that are, you'd, you'd say subpar compared to their their performance and what they're capable of. But the Ravens have had like so many injuries. You think even just in the preseason that like basically four of their eleven starters were wiped out immediately. Now with Lamar missing this game, they just they've had so many guys go down and so many guys fill in. And it's just a such a credit to their depth. I, I don't see it as as complete luck i see it as just a team that 
is that doesn't make excuses that you know when they don't play well they still find a way to win there's a lot of teams that find ways to loses uh, to find ways to lose um they're not one of them uh and yeah that that last drive it, heartbreaking for bears fans they andy dalton comes in and saves the day really a tough day overall for chicago fans in terms of what happened with justin fields obviously the injury itself and how he was playing before and how much there's credit to the people around him uh the lack of a running game and different things so man it was it was tough there, but yeah, they, they still, despite all that, still rallied and thought they were going to win at the last second. Couple, they get that one PI call and a couple really nice conversions by Huntley. Really great performance from him, and he looked, you know, solid when we've seen him come in relief of Lamar. Think of that that a game against the the Browns last year, where even though the Browns kind of came back with Lamar out of the game, um, he he still kind of held up fine and looked pretty good in there. So yeah, uh, it's a solid backup for them and just another, just keep cruising, keep stacking wins because the, the AFC, as we've talked about, is a big, big mess when you look at the playoff picture. There's just so many teams all, all bunched together. Yeah, and we got three of those here to talk about in a row here as we go into our quick picks. And as always, we'll run through these quickly. The Patriots at the Falcons, um, you know, Patriots going back to the Thursday night, a dominant win, 25 nothing. Um, also, for someone like myself, when you play against the Patriots defense at Fantasy, <laughs> did you know favors this week since they, uh, you know, got close to 30 points or so, I think. Um, and, yeah, this was, you know, here they are, 7-4. and four. They're right there uh, among the AFC's best now. And 5-0 and oh on the road, um, they are certainly playing as well as anyone right now. Yeah, this is the game that I almost made my lock. So I, I felt pretty good about this one in the yeah. Niner one. I was pretty worried after this one happened. I was like, man, I probably missed my my chance. But no, the Niners fill in. But yeah, no, New England at this point, are they've gone uh, all the way up to having the best DVOA. Uh, it hasn't been posted yet, but uh, Aaron Schatz, Football Outsiders, is you know before putting up the stats, has said that the Pats are going to have the number one DVOA in the entire NFL. They do have the best point differential in the entire NFL. They are their Super Bowl favorite at this point. It's just insane to think about how far they've come the last five weeks. I know they've beaten uh, this isn't a good Falcons team, but they've just physically dominated. They've given up 13 points in the last three games. It's just ridiculous what they're doing up front uh, and a team that uh, they're just imposing their will, running the ball insanely well. Mac Jones so efficient. A lot can be made about how far he's throwing down the field, but a lot of quarterbacks aren't throwing insanely far down the field. Much more experienced guys, and uh, he's just he's playing winning football at the end of the day, and they're playing great complementary football in their defense. Yeah, I have them in one fantasy league. That worked out insanely well for me. <laughs> uh, that I grabbed them, I think, after the Charger game a few weeks ago. I don't know what people were thinking in, in that league, but, man, they've been on a roll ever since, and I don't think they're prepared to stop. A really big test for them and Tennessee coming up, that's going to probably be one of our games of the week. I think uh, very different styles and very different teams, but – yeah, man, Patriots. It's it's crazy to think where they were last year. You know, we we picked them as a as a wild card team this year, but now the, I mean the division's definitely within their reach. They have a, a really tough stretch here. They have the last two games against the Jags and Dolphins that are going to be you'd think pretty easy, but we'll see what they do. They get the Titans, uh, the Bills twice, and the Colts. It's going to be an interesting stretch, but at one where we could see in New England right now the team right there with the. 49ers that I really just would not want to be playing right now because of how physically imposing they are, what they're doing, and their level of creativity. They're taking their game to another level at this point. Well, you know what I'm going back to here? The sound you hear is me jumping off a couple bandwagons, and that is the Bills and the Titans. Um, Probably more so the Bills at this point, uh, even though the Titans lost. I mean, Bills just get completely just destroyed at home against the Colts uh, 41 to 15 mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan Taylor there's another one uh, congratulations to those who did not have to go up against him in fantasy which I did another week um, so uh, that's two losses this week but um, I mean just a 
dominant performance from the Colts. There's no other way to put it. And then the Titans losing 22 to 13 at home to just a a bad, but we've always said a bad Texas team, Texans team, but also a Texans team that I, I mean, they're one of those that, you know, they're better than the Lions. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that says. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just like they're, they're bad, yeah. but they're better than the Lions. And quite frankly, I think they're better than the Jags. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's one of those types of situations. They're two and eight. They're a bad team, but like they're better than the bottom, bottom teams, perhaps yeah. is what we could say. I don't know how far up they are from that, but they are better and um you know i mean this is there's there's no other way to put it the titans didn't score in the first half i mean for them to get 13 points felt like just an absolute struggle um yeah this was just a completely head-scratching loss for the titans which unfortunately has been a theme for them over the years um and now you know you could have been sitting here at nine and two and like we said look at what's happened to the bills uh patriots are making their run ravens sneak out a game and now all of a sudden you're the Titans and you're sitting there saying, uh-oh, Chiefs are making their run. Um, now things look a little bit more difficult just losing a game like this that, quite frankly, had no business losing. Yeah, they've it's two of those now with the Jets as we're talking about. And it's like, man, yeah. they beat some so many good teams. But the thing is, we we kind of talked about the last couple of weeks, their offense really hasn't looked that great. And I know they lose Derrick Henry and he's such a big piece, but they still won two really tough games. and. Kind of a lot was made about them and their defense, but man, behind the scenes of that, the offense just has not been playing at a at a high level. They're 19th in DVOA coming into this game, as I mentioned before in, in our preview episode. Their 18th ranking really struck me overall in DVOA, and obviously, DVOA only does so much, and it's it's still a number, it's still a stat, but it's like it, there's still something hidden kind of behind what this team had put together with their wins, uh, some some victories that uh, they had just you know in some ways were luck obviously there i still think they have a lot of fight in them and some really talented football players but yeah you just saw some of the cracks and you just see why there's still concerns about where this team is going to be at the end of the year but the surprising part is it's on the offensive side of the ball not as much on their defense i thought their defense still played pretty solid in this game the texans you know with tyrod taylor could still do some things and they still held them to field goals i, I thought they played fine on that side it's just tennessee needs more from the offense hopefully they get it over the course of the year and yeah the bills oh my gosh I mean, this is the the Colts are the Colts are a couple freak plays in that Ravens comeback loss, and yeah. then the the defeat for the the second defeat to the Titans from being from winning their last eight games. They're six and five now. They've won six of their last eight after start, starting zero and three. I mean, they're they're a team also that's just imposing their will. I mean, 185 yards uh, outside of just the five touchdowns, 185 yards for Jonathan Taylor against coming into this week the number one defense uh, run defense or sorry third ranked run defense in the league in buffalo man it's like i just didn't see that coming i thought you know if the colts were going to win it, it was going to go a similar theme with what happened on the other side buffalo's offense has not been clicking at the level that we saw a year ago uh this being a little too predictable relying on the throwing a bit too much not establishing any sort of complimentary fo- uh, offensive uh, game plan uh but man on the other side i just did not i thought that i mean the bills defense has played great this year i think they'll bounce back fine but I just did not anticipate the Colts being able to run with the efficiency they did. Obviously, got away from Buffalo early. Wentz only has to throw for 100 yards, but it didn't matter. The story was still that this, you know, the Colts know what they're good at. They Their offensive line, for all, as great as it is, isn't uh, highly ranked from PFF as a pass-blocking unit. They're one of the best run-blocking units in the league, combined with one of the best rushers in the league. Jonathan Taylor's no joke. It's not just this offensive line. He's a beast, and it's a it's a fun a ton of fun to watch them week, uh, week to week, and now I, I do hope they, they find a way to get in 
the playoffs. They do have some tougher games left. They get the Bucs, uh, not consecutively, but the Bucs, the Patriots, and the Cardinals left on the schedule for the Colts. If they can win one of those games and take care of business against the easier teams, uh, they'll probably sneak in and be a team that no one's going to want to face in the wild card round with that offensive line. No one's going to want to get beat up by that team right now. Yeah, changing my tune on the Colts for sure. They look pretty good at this point. Well, the Vikings did it. And um, as I said, I feel like every time I pick the Vikings to beat the Packers, whether home or road, I usually pick them to win at home. Um, something happens and you get a, a magical Aaron Rodgers play and um, that does it. And I, we almost got that here. Uh, but uh, in the end, it was the Vikings who field goal right? yeah. <laughs> went by a field goal. Vikings getting success with field goals. Uh, that is something that they will appreciate. But they do get the win here and it's a big win because that brings them back to 500. They're five and five now. Uh, Packers dropped to eight and three. I, I don't think there's a lot of concerns for the Packers coming out of this. This felt like, I think I said going in, it almost felt like a must win for the Vikings uh, in that sense. They really had to have this game, you know, to avoid dropping the four and six probably. Um, still, you know, they've got a lot of work to do, but uh, this was a nice win for the Vikings. Yeah, just for Green Bay, I think a little bit of a lack of a rhythm consistently in their passing game. Devontae Adams talked about that, not just because of. Aaron Rodgers being on the COVID list, but also this toe injury that he's been talking about and that how it's limited his practice time. You could definitely see what they're missing there. Um, they still ran the ball fine, but uh, Minnesota is just, they're a solid team. Like they, they have, they're, uh, we talked about, they had one of the more balanced uh, total um, offenses and defenses in the league. Still a top 10 defense by most rankings. They were ranked higher in overall DVOA than Green Bay going into this game. That's only going to go up even more. They just have had, these crazy games they every week they always it's so many one score games whether it be a victory or defeat some little things here and there could have gone their way differently and they'd be sitting pretty pretty uh, at this point now they still have to battle a lot of a lot of tough games still left on that schedule but getting this one a huge huge one for them justin jefferson another monster performance i mean that guy is just i know that jerry alexander's not there and it could be a different story but obviously they it's not like the vikings are not deep at the position without him feeling as well so yeah they've Kirk Cousins playing great. Um, just a just a really impressive performance from them. One where they really needed it, like you said. And now, yeah, the NFC race that at one point kind of looked like a, a five teams separating from the rest. It's it's all kind of muddying together a little bit more, and it's going to make for some exciting football down the last uh, half of the season. Yeah, I don't know if we have a lot to say about Dolphins Jets. Dolphins <laughs> win that one twenty four seventeen, um, and then I guess we can talk. You know, probably talk more about Washington and Carolina, even though again mm-hmm. that's two teams that are under 500 but the Washington a, a nice uh, went on the road there for them that was a little bit of a surprise I guess yeah Washington's I mean they've they've put together some decent performances from this offense back-to-back weeks now against the Bucks and Panthers two of the top five six defenses you'd say probably in the league um and they've they've scored uh, pr- pretty well so credit to Taylor Heineke credit to some of those receivers the amount of contested catches that Terry McLaurin makes week to week it's just ridiculous the guy is a freak uh I not no, nothing against Taylor Heineke <laughs> but I just I can't I just imagine uh, McLaurin playing with one of the top 10 uh, quarterbacks or so in the league and what that would look like I mean he's just some beast um out, you know Antonio Gibson ends up coming back and having a decent game just things from Carolina where they've been inconsistent week to week Cam at, you know has a couple nice moments has that great celebration at the logo uh, a lot of fun there, but it's just they couldn't consistently move the ball in the second half. And, yeah, Washington, they're 
you know, still the defense hasn't been what we expected going into the year, but uh, they've they put together uh, some uh, wins, and you see that the character of this team is still there. I still have some things to build around, but I think they still have a solid foundation. Carolina's it's sim- similar. Like, I, I feel pretty decent about where they're going to go um, as a franchise, but I, I just don't know. It, you know, we'll see how Cam does, how this rest of this year goes, but it still feels like there are also just a couple missing pieces on offense away. The offensive line hasn't been – uh, fantastic by any means um I, I but i do think they're both two teams that within a couple of years wouldn't be surprised if they're looking uh like playoff teams in the nfc yep i think that is the case uh there for them as well i'll tell you one team that's trying to uh you know get into that conversation mm-hmm. is the eagles who uh now move to five and six with the 40 to 29 win over the saints uh really this game that not feel as close as it wound up being um you know this was a pretty dominant performance mm-hmm. from the eagles overall uh, i think it was what they were up 33 to 7 i think going in the fourth quarter or something like that and yeah um so yeah a very convincing win here for the eagles saints dropped to five and five but uh yeah the eagles jalen hurts and company um they're playing better as we keep saying we've said it all year like they're one of those teams it just feels like they're a couple missing pieces away don't know if they'll find those pieces this year but uh, at least positive, uh, you know, step in the right direction here. Yeah, their defense is just as much as it's, it gave up uh, some points at the end, and uh, you know when they're trying to protect that big lead, they force a lot of turnovers. Obviously, Slay's pick six the highlight, but still forced three in the day against a New Orleans team that hasn't been exactly the most turnover prone in the league. A little different case when you have the Trevor Simeon as your quarterback, but yeah, I think Philly's defense is being aggressive and are able to complement an offense that is kind of taken off a little bit lately like their their running game's been fantastic but i think in this one even you see it uh you know he doesn't have a ton of yards but some big plays with jalen hurts's arm obviously the one rushing touchdown where he kind of cut uh cut back across the grain i mean he's just he's playing fantastic man and it, it, they're they're doing just so many different guys coming at you even if they don't have the the biggest group of pass catchers just the, the combination of Devonte smith and goddard does enough for them there to at least uh, set up some of what they want to do, rushing the ball. It's just they're a lot of fun. It, look, it feels like everyone's buying into the Kool Aid that Nick Sirianni is giving them. Um, and yeah, New Orleans tough, yeah, tough little stretch here. They win that game, feeling really good after they beat Tampa Bay. Now they're they're on a fall into what is it three uh, three straight losses. It's kind of going in the wrong direction. We'll see if they can get Kamara back and save my fantasy team in, in addition to their own season. But um, yeah, the Eagles are they're right. You know they're in that kind of pack of teams where I just don't want to face them at this point they're just playing football and they're, they're playing the, the kind of complimentary game on, on offense where man i you just feel like their running attack is going to bulldoze you their offensive line it's crazy to think you know they were when they won their super bowl they had one of the better offensive lines in the year and they kind of got aged out a little bit by the next season and had been a weaker part of the unit that that unit is filthy right now and they're dominating guys they're posting they got into that little bit of that scuffle one of their offensive linemen posted a pancake emoji along with his uh or sorry the menu to ihop that's what it was along with his a picture of him pancaking a, one of the saints defenders before one of their scuffles so yeah this they're not afraid and i yeah a team that if they get into the playoffs the thing is like you, we we joke about you kind of we say like oh yeah they could get in the postseason but man they're scheduled they play the they still have the giants twice the the uh, washington football team twice and the jets like their their schedule is lining up there's a chance when they play the cowboys in week uh, week 18 i guess it'll be now uh that they could be you know a chance that they're uh, playing for something even more than a playoff spot in that one yeah we'll see it's an interesting remaining schedule well the Bengals are right there now in the afc as well i mean you look at the Bengals, get a win at uh, the Raiders, they now move to 6-4, and four, uh, 32-13, pretty dominant performance here. Of course, a big fourth quarter that yeah. kind of fueled that. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, this was 
you know, like we said, going in, I mean, this is one of those games that if you're the Bengals, you want to stay in that conversation. This is a big swing game for both teams. And uh, the big ones go on the road and, and get a win here. Not yeah, not exactly the the day from Joe Burrow in the passing offense. The Bengals offense has kind of struggled a bit of late, um, but their strength is kind of similar to you know not nearly the team that Arizona is by any means, but similar in terms of Cincinnati's defense being kind of like a strength almost for them that we just did not anticipate. Uh, they, obviously, the Raiders have had their own struggles, but holding the thirteen still a big win for them. And yeah, the it, you know they weren't necessarily running the ball efficiently in the first half, but those body blows built up over the course of the game, and you saw the fourth quarter where Cincinnati just started busting holes left and right. Uh, interesting to watch them kind of have that approach, and they do know they're protecting their their franchise quarterback. And uh, yeah, a big win for them. Still, one I'm not like taking too much away from. I still think Cincinnati is closer to this kind of 500 team than the six and two team or the five and two team that we saw a few weeks ago. Um, but still, a big win for them in a tight playoff race. And now the Raiders. There's just so many teams above them. I'm just a little bit concerned about the direction they're going. Even with uh, some of the games that should build a win down the stretch, they still have a, uh, some tough opponents as well. Well, the Chargers almost uh, lived up to your expectations. Um, as they, hey. what a what, what a game! Um, they almost pulled the Chargers uh, in Dylan's mind here, up twenty-seven ten at halftime. But uh, it was something where even you know being up a couple touchdowns with what was it eight or nine minutes left in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, uh, Steelers come back and uh, you know things just what a. What a wild fourth quarter. Like, this is one of those where, you know, if you just watch the fourth quarter in this one, you got your money's worth because um, this was a wild game. Uh, Steelers, of course, scored a ton. Uh, and it was just, yeah, I don't even know how you describe uh, kind of the way this game played out here. Yeah, the fourth quarter was its own game. This game was flying. I remember looking at the first yeah. half, and it was only like an hour in. It was basically halftime. And the game ends up going like three hours and a half almost because that fourth quarter was just madness. Yeah, 27 points for Pittsburgh in just the fourth alone. But the reason I picked the Chargers at the end of the day in this one, it's kind of just felt like Justin Herbert was going to find a way and all those guys were missing on the Steeler defense. They really missed all of the all the uh, key parts. Minka Fitzpatrick, obviously, TJ Watt. Um, and they just, yeah, the unit that's uh, struggling a bit. But, you know, <laughs> Pittsburgh still gets 37 points against the Chargers. That's concerning on its own. Obviously, turnover inflicted with the block punt and different things Pittsburgh did. But yeah, I, th- I think at the end of the day, it's just this is a different Charger team because of Justin Herbert, because of what he's able to do. Obviously, Eckler almost saving your fantasy team, having a huge, huge performance there. Um, and yeah, the, the Chargers are the thing is like, I still worry about the defense, still worry about by the end of it, what they're going to where they're going to be still struggled on third downs for large portions of this game, getting off the field. There were no punts until the second half by either team. Uh, but I think as long as, as Herbert's there, they're still going to be competitive, still going to be in these games. Uh, Steelers need to, to figure some things out. Cause yeah, you know, they had a good stretch, but now that the tie last week, this loss five, four and one, they, they have some tough games left, a really tough schedule for the Steelers. It's going to be tough setting for them. If they're going to find their way to the postseason. beating the Bengals next week would go a long way though. Well, let's talk quickly about uh, our fantasy waiver wire for this upcoming week. We're starting to get into the the big stretch here, stretch mm-hmm. run of the fantasy season. Um, you look around at a lot of people that are available out there. Um, there's obviously, you know, I think the – I see a lot of people talking about Ty Johnson because of Michael Carter's injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what I'm going to say. I'm always hesitant about going the Jets route uh, no matter who it is. But it is all about touches and kind of the workload there. So that's, I suppose, a possibility. You know, Van Jefferson, someone who I've continued to talk about, I think mm-hmm. Rams coming off a bye, um, you know, even though Odell's there as he gets more acclimated, what does that look like? But I still think Van Jefferson, big part of uh, what they could do if you're looking for a quarterback, 
crazy to think, but like Mac Jones been pretty good. Um, <laughs> he's always a possibility, I suppose, at this point. If you really need someone um, outside of that, I mean, you know, you start to start playing matchups. Of course, we always say uh, if you're looking at uh, in terms of the matchups coming up, well, the Bears get the Lions, and so that is always intriguing, no matter how you look at it. Yeah, absolutely. The um, a, a quarterback, I still, even though I don't know how many wins it's going to end up producing, I still think Cam's going to always put up some solid numbers because of his uh, high usage rate in the red zone and just um, how many touchdown rushing yards he's going to get. So not a bad option for a guy that in a lot of the leagues is still available. One on the running back one that I didn't, you know, it, you kind of look up now the last three straight weeks that Devontae Freeman has really been the primary running back for Baltimore, and he's still only owned in 33.8% of ESPN leagues. Uh, you have it three straight uh, weeks with at least 10 plus carries he's getting he had six receptions in this last game I don't know if you can rely on that week to week but I just think if you're if you're really struggling for a running back there's probably few guys that I'd rather pick up than him at this point to be an option for you uh, looking down the list uh, it's just not a lot of promising guys under that 50 percent ratio otherwise at the running back position um, it's you know Mac Jones I think he just doesn't run a lot that's the only problem for me with him um, but overall, still a guy that's pretty reliable. I think the receiver we talked about last week was Elijah Moore. His, his usage rate now is just getting to insane levels yeah. week to week. I know he puts up the huge point total, but I still just think uh, it's not it's it's a product, obviously, of just him being who he is and being a huge part of their offense that uh, maybe the first half of the year wasn't necessarily the case. But as he's gotten acclimated as a rookie, he's really, really turned it to another level where I think you can rely on him. Tight end is one that I, I dropped in one league Uh uh, to keep uh, C.J. Uzama, not my best decision, was Adam Troutman. He's continues week to week to week to week, getting a ton of ton of action in that Saints offense. So I think uh, that, not a bad option at tight end if, you're, if you've just been struggling to find a consistent guy. He's been pretty solid for the Saints there. Well, there you go. There are some options for the fantasy waiver wire in week 12. And uh, as always, Dylan, I get a lot of uh, stuff over clutch points uh, to help out fantasy owners here as they – move towards the stretch run of the season and of course have everything covered over there nfl nba related so let them know where they can find all that yeah if you go to clutchpoints.com to the nba or to the fantasy football section at the top of the page you can find our further in-depth article about all the waiver wire uh pickups that you can make as you you know probably coming down to the last couple two or three weeks depending on how you set it up with the week 18 your fantasy season uh full breakdowns of every game in the nfl section on the app and on clutchpoints.com uh, if you click nfl at the top you can follow all the nfl games in the app all the nba games uh all the mlb free agent news you can find, cover in the mlb section there tons of stuff and yeah exciting part of the season exciting time with thanksgiving coming up we might have to we'll see if we get this episode out maybe we might record it a little earlier try to get it out to you guys maybe a bit earlier uh before the holiday but yeah it should be should be fun uh day of football even if we get bears and lines to start it off yep indeed uh maybe that bears defense will come through and fancy there you go uh check it all out clutch points and be sure to subscribe to the podcast any podcast left you search for that stuff and uh thanks as always for listening to the podcast and talk to you next time you're on the top of the podcast